Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Hello and welcome back. I'm Gabrielle and I took a little break last week for um, a camping trip so I'm happy to be back and I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of my experiences in the ceremony that I did um, like a week and a half ago. Um, I it's interesting I had this had been Wait, let me start over. <laughs> From my experiences with ayahuasca, when it first came into my body, I had this call, this kind of driving call to her about every two months. And that was consistent for the first like almost year and a half. And then my last ceremony was back in May of this year. And so there was this period of not having the call, but also it not aligning for about six to seven months. And, and I, you know, I had gotten to the point where I wondered, will I feel the call? Will it, will it still be my medicine? Will it still feel like home to me? And I didn't know. So, um, eventually, yes, the call came and I kind of had so many things that prepared me for, well, I see now in hindsight, all the things that were preparing me to go back to ceremony. And I just want to touch on them because a lot of the the things that maybe look um, totally out of place and it's your intuition pushing you in a certain direction or pulling you, you know, to feel something, to do something, it is for a reason. So the things that were preparing me for this ceremony, which I now understand, are that Atlas adjustment was key <laughs> for me. Um, and I will get into why in a moment, but also all of my eating of kale and um, seaweed that had been like for about the last month, like incessant, like I'm talking like a huge bowl of kale every day. And that also was in preparation for this ceremony. Um, so Going in, I knew because, and if you've listened to obviously my last talkings about um, my experiences with ayahuasca, I have like played with the idea of or how much medicine I need to take. I'm very sensitive, so I I had been taking sometimes way more than I needed to, and I found that, or I got the download that it wasn't necessary. And by doing that, I was actually going into my parallel lives to do work on those lives that are the parts of me and those other dimensions of this reality 
are not, they're not being called to the medicine. So if I go into those parallel timelines, I'm only like, it feels like I'm forcing something that they're not ready for. So it's almost like if you have a family member that's not on this path and you're trying to make them come on this path, it doesn't work. They only put up like a defense and you're they're they feel like you're crazy. So it feels like that. If I try to go deeper into the medicine and, you know, have the purgings and do the healing, it's me forcing my parallel selves into this ne- healing moment that I'm choosing in this reality when they haven't made that decision. They are not being called to ayahuasca. So we, I had made an agreement with my higher self that I would only take one cup, no matter if I journeyed or not. And I, I feel, I felt like very secure in that decision and knowing that whatever is meant to be will be, because I have journeyed many times on that amount of medicine and been completely, you know, (laughs) talking with the cosmos and galactic beings and all of that. So the first night, um, I took one cup and with everybody else. And, um, I most like in most of my experiences, I don't journey for a long time. So the ceremony itself lasts like four to five hours and I think I've I've probably touched on this, but I'm just going to reiterate it. The first hour of the Ikros is where my shaman is creating a safe space, calling in all of her um, Dr. Sitos and all of the tribes that she's worked with and really creating, it feels like a web of protection around the space and her house. So... That's the first hour. Then after that, she goes into the work. Like she really feels like she's drilling the Eros home for you to find that vibration within your own vessel and work out vibrationally your frequencies that don't align to that medicine. Um, so I typically don't journey during that portion either because again, like I've told you guys, I am not working on my, this vessel's first seven years of trauma. So as I think I've talked about before, most trauma is created in the first seven years of life, but because I'm a walk-in, I don't, I can't go backwards to that point. So that's why I don't journey during the ceremony. So typically around like three quarters of the way through the ceremony, I then feel it come on and we'll have whatever in, like experience I'm meant to have. So on the first night, um, it was uh, all of a sudden feeling into the vibration of the sounds and the music so intensely, like more intensely than I ever have experienced before. Um, what happened is like f- this these Icaros and these songs are ancient and they come from, I mean, very, very indigenous roots. And what I mean by that is that I started to go to those roots of where they were created. And, you know, at first it was a sound that brought me there. And then it was the songs themselves and the words and, and like, you know, they would range from being very, 
serpent-like and sensual and like earthy to like really, I don't know how to describe it other than like uh, more indigenous, tribal, But every single song carried a totally different vibration. And what happened is because I was becoming those vibrations, my vessel itself was like moving to that tone, to that frequency. Like it was literally playing me as a vessel. And what I discovered is that this is where the purging occurs. When these songs are being sung and these, um, you know, these intentions are being set in this time-space reality that is so protected for you to go as deep as you can, if there is a vibration in a song or in an ikaro that your body can't resonate to, that's how purging happens. It's like it, it's like it's snaking through your system to find that point of stagnant energy or or blocked energy to release it. And, and that can come out as tears, yawning, crying, or purging. And so what I was doing is allowing that those vibrations to move through my whole system so I could feel where they were hitting, but it they weren't, um, you know, making me purge. It was just more becoming the, the vibration. And so I was pretty deep <laughs> because obviously, um, it, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but the whole point and how you get into uh, a journey within ayahuasca is through the vibration of the music. And it is everything. The entire time that you're in a ceremony, my shaman is, is singing. Like there is no dead space. It's constant. And it's like every, I mean, let's say every Icaros is like five minutes long. So she's singing like hundreds of songs in that five hour period. And I've gotten to the point where I know most of them. I mean, I and we're not allowed to sing along. So I'm just like, you know, even the part, parts that I'm not in the medicine yet and I'm sober, it's like a concert and it's just like enjoying the, the concert. But actually being the concert and being the vibration was so intense. Like if I have to rate it on a scale, which that would have been my um, number 17, my 17th ceremony, uh, the intense, intense, um, uh, just takeover of these sounds was, I mean, I would say it was really up there with the most I've ever experienced, even though it wasn't me communing with anyone and I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just letting it kind of overtake the vessel. So I, I, I remember being just breathless because it felt like each Icaros was like running a marathon and, and going so deep in the jungle with it. Like it, it was like, it took everything out of me. And by the end of it, I would be like, like panting as if I had just run the race of my life, like trying to catch my breath because it took so much for me to like ride that vibration. Um, so anyways, I was deep in, in a, in a different way than I normally have been. But when then ceremony came to a close, I, most people at that point, cause it's five hours later from taking the medicine are, um, coming off, you know, coming back to their bodies and 
I'm the opposite usually. I then journey the rest of the night. So I knew mine had just kind of kicked on within maybe 45 minutes to an hour before we closed ceremony. So I knew it was going to be a busy night. (laughs) And the first message that I got once the ceremony was closed and everybody's like tucked in their beds and ready to go to sleep for the night was um, this is usually a time that I can talk. I talk to my higher self, my other 12th dimensional beings that I incorporate as me. I've always talked about them as like getting guidance from them, but knowing that they're me in other dimensions. Now, a dimension is different than a parallel life. So my parallel lives are happening um, along with this life. And I work in those dimensions, or they're not dimensions, I work in those timelines uh, in my sleep time. But when I'm in ayahuasca, it's when I'm connecting to my, my other dimensional selves, which means that I have intuitively felt them as 12 different parts of me or fractals of me. So typically once the ceremony is complete and there's no more agenda, and I say agenda because the Icaros are an agenda. It is a clear, um, even if you don't speak the language, because they're not in English, none of them, um, it is like a schedule. <laughs> like you're not getting away from working on your shit if you got shit to work on. So you can't really have, there's no blank space for you to start these conversations. So it isn't until the close of ceremony that then you can uh, venture into your own experience. So this time for me is normally when I have these conversations with my other beings of myself. And it was the first time there was nothing. I know I'm deep in the medicine, but no one's talking to me. And it's not like I'm talking out loud and asking questions. How it works is that there'll be something that will pop into my mind. And then usually uh, I just get like this full downloaded uh, 360 degree uh, interpretation of whatever it is that my mind came up with to work on. So they, uh, what I heard is, no more questions. It's time to assimilate. And I was like, oh, I didn't even like consciously now I kind of didn't even really understand the actual word, but I could feel what they were saying and that it was no longer um, a space for me to do mind work. (laughs) Like, you know, me as a person has a ton of questions, has a ton of like, oh, what should I do for this? And how how should I go forward in this? And let me tune into Richard. Let me see what's going on with my friend. You know, all, those are like past things that I've done. They, and I, I'm going to say they, and hopefully this is the last time because they went away and they embodied. And I knew the moment that I was told no more questions, you have to assimilate. What it felt like is, (laughs) this is going to sound sad, but it felt like, it felt like, like losing my best friends in a way, because I've always, not always, I've had them with me to talk to. Um, Really, if I'm, if I'm, 
like feeling into the last three years of my life, they're the ones that have brought me to through this journey. And I've always felt like I've never been alone. Like I have never felt like this is a lonely journey because I'm, I mean, there's so much around me and so much that's trying to move through this vessel and I'm the one that's like slowing it down, you know? So in a way, like having them pull back, but they made it clear it wasn't that they were pulling back to leave me, but to come inside of me. And that, that I, if I kept having these conversations or questions with that's, it's like a very fine line of losing your mind. So essentially it was instead of it being you interpreting us as a download you have to assimilate it through your body and feel what you want to know. So so the mind has questions. The body is just is. So I was, you know, trying to understand that and 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 at the same time like okay, well, you know, like I'm deep in, what do I, what do I need to feel into? And they kind of then brought up the music and said, that's why we showed you how to feel the music. It's, it's a totally new way of working and, and not like, I wouldn't say, how do I say this? It's not like I haven't, I don't feel into things cause I definitely do, but we are conditioned to use our minds for everything. So even if I feel in, let's say in a session with someone, everything comes through by feeling. But when I'm by myself and I'm curious about something or I'm I'm asking questions, I'm talking, I'm, I'm, you know, tuning into and trying to discern what's coming through, but I, I don't always use my body. And they said, that's, the the mind is is not going to take you there like if if you want i remember actually I, i'm going to bring this up because i did say when they told me this i said i've made room <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> cuz you know i've been ready i've been thinking i'm ready to fully embody and when i said that i could feel my personality kind of move to the left and then it dropped in and then I said, is this why, and again, I hear I'm talking <laughs> in my head, but yeah, I couldn't, they wouldn't answer questions. I had to, so my question was, is this why you, you were having me eat so much kale? And they were like, feel it. And so I, I, then I had to feel into what was that kale doing to this vessel? And it was aligning me frequency to, um, like a richer place of light for that part of me to feel uh, like plant, like it almost feels like planting down. And even with the Atlas uh, adjustment, same thing. It was like, this isn't painful. It's not meant to be painful. And can you just feel into all of this? And so I just laid there on my my mat and I was like, okay, okay, what am I? Like, let's go there. Like I just opened up like I did to the music and just laid there and allowed the energy to move through me. 
in a in a feeling way versus it from my mind, right? Like it, it's a it's so strange, but it's such a different way of experiencing ayahuasca. Although I've always had both, completely taking away the mind is like uh, it's like learning how to walk again or learning how to actually communicate in a way that's not telepathic because even in, in telepathy, you're using your mind. This is not that. So as I felt into this, this embodiment, I felt like this deep dragon energy come through and they showed me that See, I'm doing it again. I was shown through myself that I'm embodying a fractal of a dragon. And that dragon, and and I don't I haven't researched this, so I don't know if this is real, but <laughs> um it felt like I was it was the carrying the codes of Archangel Gabriel in a dragon form. And that then snaked through this body and it stayed. So there was this embodiment of a dragon energy and it felt like at, at times like totally overwhelming. And at the same time, like home, because ultimately it was all of these 12 uh, fractals of myself coming into one, into this time space reality. And I didn't sleep that night and I don't remember a lot. Uh, I feel like this is also the first time because my mind wasn't active. It wasn't um, like normally in the past, I would be asking questions and having dialogue and being like, okay, I have to remember this because my mind would be so active, right? Like I would be present and conscious of what I was talking, thinking, hearing. This was not that it was way more organic and it was um it's it's not a, a mind game anymore it's not a they said this and i was shown this and this is the advice i have for this part of my life gone none of that no one's talking to me anymore so the next day in circle you know i was explaining this to everyone and kind of at the same time, although I've been ready and waiting for this to happen, there is a a morning for sure, a morning of a part of me that is now, it's, it's now gone, you know, gone in, in the sense, in the way that I had known it. Um, so then the second night, um, I I didn't journey at all this time through the ceremony. I was sober uh, 100%, like nothing, didn't feel anything, didn't nothing. But I, again, I enjoyed the music and I enjoyed the, the experience and I was loving every minute of it, but the, there was no journey during ceremony. The moment that the everything was closed, um, I knew that I was in the medicine because I could see the energy and very, because at least for me in ayahuasca, when I see energy in the room, it's very neon. And also the Icaros look like these twirling, swirling, black and white geometric patterns. 
Um, and I could see that clearly with my eyes, but I felt sober as stone cold sober as I ever have. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is weird. This is different. Normally I feel kind of like underwater in a way, like my senses are super heightened and, and every sound is like incredibly vibrant. And I didn't, only thing is that I could, f I could see the energy, but I couldn't feel, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't like taste it. It wasn't in my body. Um, so then after everybody laid down and went to sleep, I knew, okay, I know I'm in the medicine. What are, what are you guys showing me? And like right away, as soon as the light went out, I could feel my whole body lift out of this vessel or like, I guess it would be my energy lift out of this vessel. And they started doing some surgery on me and it wasn't my, my, my 12. <laughs> it was, it felt like separate from me. And I, I was like, what's going, what's going on? Like, tell me what you guys are doing. And nothing. I would get no responses. And finally I got frustrated and I was like, fine, if you don't want me to be here consciously, I'm going to turn on my side and go to sleep. And the, for me, the moment that I try to sleep and go on my side, I start flowing into other people's energy. So, um, as I have always said, energies are threads that are moving through this time space reality like they're like highways, but there's a zillion of them. So if I'm not focused and laying on my back centered and I turn to the side to because I'm a side sleeper, I absorb what's going on over here, what's going on here, what's going on next door. I'm absorbing a zillion other things. And I mean, it goes so fast that it was like, in one second, I, I went to my cousin, to my cousin's daughter, to the video games that she plays, to where those video games originate, to what is actually going on. And it like trickles down that deep in like a split second. And what will happen is when I hit that moment of where I'm so deep down that thread of my my cousin's daughter's video game, I get it. Like it, like something in my whole head, my whole body vibrates and it's like a flash of like backup. You've already allowed it to go this far. You need to back up and wake up. So, and this has happened to me many times in ayahuasca because, uh, I jump on threads of other people fairly re like all the time. So I get this alarm. So I sit back on my, I lay back down on my back and I said, okay, if you want me to like be present and awake, why aren't you talking to me? And they said, assimilate, assimilate. Like you can't, you need to feel. And I was like, I'm, I mean, I can feel you doing work on, on my head. Like it felt like they were in my brain, but I don't understand. And they said, okay, and it, this is just through emotion that they explain this, but that a child is the one that asks questions. A child is the one that's so curious and wants to soak up everything. So it's like, well, what does that mean? What is this? What is that? Why is that purple? What is, you know, it's like this never ending quest of questions. And if you were to talk to Richard, this is my personality. I love getting to the bottom of things. <laughs> like if I don't understand it and it, there's any kind of peak of interest for me, I'm going to ask a zillion questions. And normally that's around people and trying to really deeply understand someone. That's usually where I get deep in with people. 
But um, they said that's how a child is. That is how you understand and are conditioned to understand in this time-space reality. What we're saying is you're no longer a child. You have to assimilate. You have to feel into everything that you are now. It's not separate from you. And you're not going to get the answers through your mind space anymore because the mind is is not cosmic. It's it's nothing. And it's just like, it felt like, a, like the training wheels to a, the vastness of, of everything, right? And I was like, okay, so I, I tried. So then I went into the surgery. I was like, okay, let me, okay, let me feel into the, what's happening in my brain. And then I got really confused because in that moment that I started to try to feel into what they were doing, I didn't know who I was anymore. And I felt like I was, didn't know who this body was and I didn't know who I was. The ego was gone. And I had to like sit with that confusion. And it was then this feeling of, look, we're in the middle of something and we're reorganizing your, it felt like the, I guess you would call them synapses between um, memories. And so you don't get, you're going to be a little confused because we're changing them. And I was like, okay, again, why do I need to be conscious for that? (laughs) You know, um, But again, they said, if you, the more that you, uh, how's the word? Like the more you resist or try to sleep, the longer this is going to take. Just open, let it go through you. Um, so that whole night was a lot of just allowing, um, when I say a surgery, so it's not like um, like I saw these little beings come down and they're like cutting into this skin. It's energetic. So no, I didn't see anyone. I could just feel them changing things within my energy system. And it was mainly in my head. Um, I'm saying um so much because I, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm still absorbing. And I don't even remember like... Of that entire night, the second night, I think I remember maybe 5% of what happened. And it's strange because I was awake the entire night, but I don't, again, my mind wasn't involved, so I couldn't keep track of what all the steps and the things that were happening at, you know, with me and to me. And it felt like a totally new experience for me with ayahuasca, but at the same time, it was completely perfect. It felt like I'm learning a new language and, and learning how to walk in this new body. Um, I, you know, I have talked about the desire to be fully embodied, knowing that it was coming and knowing that eventually I would get there. I, the last time I tuned into it a few months ago, I knew it was close. Um, and now I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to use something that I think we can all relate to and that I've really been feeling deeply. All of the intuition and the nudges and the synchronicities and the, like, 
I mean, random occurrences that happen in our lives are us. Like it's literally us reminding ourselves that we are on track or us training with a new vibration that keeps bringing it around and bringing it into your field because it is you. And what I know now after this experience is that instead of letting the mind question it and want to understand it and wanting to digest it, like consume it like a child would, it's the knowing and the embodying that knowing that brings that that um, embodiment to this planet, you know, to this time-space reality. The more that we try to absorb through our mind is the most, it's like, it's literally the ego trying to read a language that it really doesn't fully, isn't able to fully embody. So if I look back at the last three years, you know, I've had, I can see myself having moments of full, um, uh, like feeling into and embodying, but always that mind is questioning. Always that mind was looking for the answers, the explanation, the investigation, you know, like really getting to the bottom of what does this actually mean for me? And it's not that at all. It is literally the furthest thing from embodiment. Um, I, I, (laughs) I am like, as you can see at a loss for words, because it's not in my mind anymore. It's, it's something that is now moving through me and my mind is secondary. Um, I know that that's part of my journey and that it is the part of me that is here to bring forward new, um, new ways of being, you know, and new ways of embodying what we are. What I'm going to talk about in the episode next week is immediately after this ceremony, Uh, Richard and I went camping and what unfolded in that trip is something that I can only describe as a miracle and uh, perfect timing, perfect everything. And what I know now is that if I wasn't completely following that knowing that gut feeling that the, the, embodiment of emotion, it wouldn't have happened (laughs) because my mind would not have allowed it to, because that mind gets so tangled up in the experience that it stops everything from happening. You want free flowing energy lines through you. You don't want that like knotted, but I don't understand. No, like they want you to flow with everything that comes, all the things that are difficult, all the things that are beautiful, all the things that are challenging, like all of it, that's you showing yourself you. (laughs) And can you like look at it in wonderment and feel into all of the emotion that it stirs up with you, within you? That to me feels like that's embodiment. That's like saying, I understand I have a mind and I need a mind to navigate this this experience in this life, but it isn't me. 
it's not at all me, you know, me exists on a plane that doesn't use the mind or words. And even I would say telepathic language or or speaking that way is is something of this planet. It's not, we don't need that. In, in, In spirit form, we feel into each other. We are each other. I think that, and this is maybe something I don't know, but I'm feeling right now, is that telepathic communication is something that we are going to evolve to in this planet for sure. It's like, but understanding that that still is is of this dimension. It maybe it's a higher form, maybe it's 4D or 5D, but it is of this planet. When we completely embody that light, it isn't it's it's not words. It's not it's not a language that I know, you know, it's a, it's literally learning a whole new way of understanding something much bigger than what was brought into this, this reality, but for some reason also wants to live in and experience this reality. So I'm feeling like I'm trying to incorporate that part of me and, and embody it and knowing that this is just the first step. Like, uh, I don't know how how this is going to unfold and I am I'm so excited to see how it does and I feel like the energy that's coursing through me now is just different. It it feels like I'm not like the person prior to this particular ceremony questioned a lot of things, was afraid of a lot of things. And I know that here I am putting my heart out there but like, I am terrified to be a teacher. I am terrified, you know, like I had these emotions around like, like two steps forward, then three steps back. Like, you know, like I'm not ready for that. So I'm, I go back into my hermit place for some reason I can see and feel that that was that limiting belief system was all a creation of my own mind matrix that now I can see doesn't mean anything, you know, like literally nothing. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this next journey and I'm just like, (laughs) so I will talk to you guys next week and let you know what happened after this ceremony. I hope you all are doing well. God won't stop till I let it all in to be away from the thing God won't stop till I let it all in